Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, whoever is listening, uh, whether you're listening through iTunes, Teachers, Spreaker, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, welcome to the podcast. Now, if you're watching this through YouTube, also welcome. Thank you for your support. Each one of you, welcome. Now, today I want to uh, really, uh, in the middle of the week, as usual, um, it's always uh, a good time in the middle of all of our pressure, all the work, you know, things at home with the spouse, financial pressures, and, you know, everything that has happened. It's always good to find that little scape pot where we can just jump in and just go into the, our geeky world and talk about geeky stuff. And that's one of the reasons why. I, I have this podcast in the middle of the week, uh, in the middle of the grind, in the middle of all the challenges of your life. Uh, I want this podcast to be a, a, a place where you can, I, I think that conversation that can start, that really can take you away from all those pressures and all those worries and thinking about bigger things and also really bring that joy of our uh, hobbies into our lives. Because, you know, the reason why we get into hobbies in the first place is because we want to have a fun we want to kind of take our minds uh out of that you know the hot zone that we're always in into a place where we can you know be kids again you know and that's all about that's it's all about everything we do is about being having that child spirit again and it's nothing wrong with having that child spirit whether it's through gaming whether it's through comic books whether it's through action figures uh, toys uh, collecting all those things statues uh, whether watching films and all of that collecting the this case the steel books whatever you collect it is more about just bringing that child in us out and really having fun and enjoying life. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, life is full of pressures. There's always going to be pressures. And we are pressured not only by our, the world, but also even in our hobbies. We are pressured to always perform according to the hobby, what the industries want. Because at the end of the day, these are there are businesses in this hobby, in all of these hobbies. And they are trying to sell a product. And they're going to try to play with nostalgia as much as they can. Try to play with your desires and all of that to sell you something and ultimately and sometimes what you get to uh, you know they sell you is not necessarily what they actually you're going to get in the end and we have to be careful and that's the reason why I want to talk about it today and that's the reason of the question of this podcast today is it a good idea to pre-order uh, and why is such a bad idea to really pre-order things ahead of time uh, is it good or is it bad and I want to share that from my personal experience and uh, also from throughout the years that I've been collecting all sort of things and uh, definitely have come to the really that pre-order is not such a good idea and I, I want to talk about it today and the reason why I believe that it's not such a good idea now everything the, every, this conversation today was prompted by uh, yeah, uh, this last over the weekend I noticed I watched a couple of videos I saw people already online talking about the newest omnibus by uh, this case DC Comics uh, uh, people were waiting for for quite some time when he was announced a few months back they were really looking forward to the new Scott, Ni Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's uh, Batman Omnibus, and people were excited for it. People definitely excited for it. It's a great run. If there's something good from the New 52 uh, from DC Comics, the some of the salvable things, some of the things that actually were good from the New 52, one of them was, of course, Batman. And uh, Greg Capullo, his art is amazing. He has grown as an artist over the years in an ama amazing way. His art is satisfying 
you know, it's 10 times better than it was when he started back in the day, when he was even on Hellboy, when he was working for, you know, in this case for the X-Force, when he was doing all that years ago, his art is 10 times better. And uh, definitely Scott Snyder is a great writer. He understands Batman so well. And uh, the, the the stories that he creates are definitely very good. You know, there is, it's a good run. So people were so excited. Prior to that, we have the, the Court of the Owls. We have the Absolute, which is an amazing book that you need to get as well. Uh, but we didn't have everything contained, all his run, everything uh, contained there. Um, and definitely the fact that we had the volume one in this case, the omnibus, people are so excited and very happy for it. They were happy and people were pre-ordering, of course, you know, it sells, you know, that, that run is re- really good. And unfortunately it arrived and it has arrived to a lot of places. I, I already seen some videos on YouTube and the binding is just regular uh, glue binding. Here I have this. This is the Deadpool by uh, Next Force. This is from Marvel Comics. Greg Capullo, Ian Churchill. This is Greg Capullo when he was on Next Force. Uh, and uh, this is has what you call the sewing binding and uh, also glue binding. So it's a mixture of two bindings, as you can see. Uh, if you can see it, it does have some glue binding, but this one you can open all the way. And actually, because it's uh, sewn, this one actually opens up. It pushes uh, on top. It kind of makes a curvature. Now, thicker books, they get the curvature. It's like an arc that, you know, goes on and it maintains the books, uh, really preserves them well. So this is just kind of like a combination of them. Now, the problem with that is so that means that when you open it, I'm sorry, going back to it. It means that it can open and there's no Goddard loss or anything like that. Marvel is very good when they're books. Now, DC has always been like a mixed bag. Um, sometimes things don't come the way it's promised. And uh, sometimes they got really poor quality. So now this book is so uptight because it's all glue binding. There's not sewn in there. Uh, and of course, you cannot open it all the way. So there's a lot of gutter loss and the book is just kind of like hanging. You know, it's not really opening all the way up. And some people say, well, you can actually deal with that. The problem is, is that you're paying top dollar. That's the quite, that's the thing for a book that doesn't have the quantity of previous uh, collections from for DC. And uh, the problem with DC is that they have always done the same thing. Uh, it's not the first time um, they have done that before. Uh, sometimes they have good books. There are good books that come out and they're bad books. Now, a lot of people are going to be upset and they're already upset because they pre-order something uh, through different channels or they order first day. And they get in something that actually doesn't have the quality. And the problem with that is that the glue binding, because of the weight of the book, the more you open it, the more you use it, it's going to come to a point that the, 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 this case, the pages are going to start coming off. And uh, the, this is because of the weight of the book, uh, the weight of the hardback, the weight of all the paint count. And, and but, you know, there are other books. Uh, they have the Lucifer book, the Omnibus, that actually that one is has the right, the same binding as this, as any other good book. So that book is going to last. The other one, there's ways you can solve it. It means that you have to have to get a, a in this case, a person that the, uh, a printer or a person that they actually they put the hardbacks on the book. Some people can do that. You send them there, they can actually fix it for you. But what's the point? You're buying something, and then really it's something that is really sad because definitely really shows poor quality control from DC again. Uh, people say, well, it's not their fault. It's the printing company that they use. But at the same time, DC is behind it. This is a, it's a, not only an American company. It's an, an, a multinational company. They have people everywhere. So they can simply double check those things before they send out. So they make a big mistake. That's the truth. And, uh, and unfortunately, 
everybody was expecting this book to be it's, it's a great story but now this is going to be harmed by the quality of this omnibus maybe they fix it maybe it's just the first batch maybe the second printing they fix it but by the time they get to the second printing and this is not as marvel marvel takes its time to do the second printings and third printings it takes a couple sometimes a year or two until they do that uh so what is tell and dc has never been good at that so you really know you can see right now that definitely puts up a lot of people they paid the money for something that doesn't have the quality that people were expecting particularly for an omnibus and it appeared for a time that dc was kind of getting better at it uh with the quality of the books but it's going back to the same thing so definitely it's something that you have to consider about is it good to pre-order things or to order things as soon as they come out not really knowing the quality of it and that's one reason why a lot of people go to youtube and that's one of the reasons why i started my channel in the first place when i started reviewing the statues is because people came to know and i reviewed statues started reviewing omnibuses uh, years ago i'm actually one of the first people reviewing omnibuses in in youtube and uh, I did it because, you know, people didn't know. There was not many people really talking about those things. And I think uh, a lot of people, I wouldn't say because of me, but I would say a lot of people have came to my channel because of it, because they wanted to know the quality of some of those books and some of those collectibles. And uh, But I learned my lesson throughout the years that pre-ordering is always a bad idea. And I used to be a type of person that I pre-order everything. I pre-order uh, video games back in the early 2000s. I was always pre-ordering stuff. Uh, everything, gaming, every, every special edition thing I always pre-order when I was doing the statues at the beginning I was pre-ordering statues as we, you know they were announced I was pre-ordering stuff from Sideshow from Bowen and all of that I was pre-ordering a lot of stuff from Kotobukiya so I was pre-ordering always and then of course I was pre-ordering uh you know books you know I was doing that at the beginning uh, omnibuses and all that you know and other books and came to the realization that pre-ordering was you know I was more disappointed Every time I was pre-ordering something, then I was satisfied with the end product. And um, I keep the realization that pre-order is never smart. And the companies are going to push it as much as they can. First of all, because they need the funding in order to, you know, to continue with those, uh, the process of the production of something. But sometimes these companies, uh, you know, there's no need anymore as to pre-order as it was before. Like, for example, I'm going to use the example of statues, for example. Back in, you know, when the company like Sideshow started, they they offer a lot of exclusives. They still do. And it was just through their channel. So you had to order through them directly to get that exclusive. The exclusive meant to have a sweet child portrait. Uh, I remember the comic used to have a, uh, particularly Adam Hughes, they came with an art print, things like that. Uh, and I, that's how I started with Sideshow, with an art print, uh, with a, in this case, uh, in his collection, Adam Hughes collection. That's where I started collecting. Uh, so I got the art print and uh, so so on. So you got all this switch outs and everything was you, you have to go to the exclusive. You ordered outside size show. You didn't get the exclusive. You get just the regular uh, piece, uh, higher e, uh, edition size, but it didn't have that cool extra switch out. And uh, so people were ordering through that. Now, SciShow over the over the years have grown to a point that they don't really they're offering a lot of such as with no exclusives anymore because they have this big edition sizes and a lot of the pieces don't come with it anymore. And you know what? I applaud that. It was good in the time where the market was smaller. There were less people in, in, in the hobby. So in order for them to get that control, to control more of those sales part and make more money directly instead of just doing it, uh, you know, uh, you know, at a fraction, they have to reduce that fraction of the cost so they can sell it to third parties so they can sell it to the public. So they were making more money out of that. Um, but, you know, 
over time, you know, they have grown so much that they produce so many things that they have become more like a uh, a company, a third party in one way that they sell their product, but also they sell for other companies. So definitely, it's no longer as a I would say as a the only way, the only option to get this stuff. The same happened with uh, PCS, but Pop Culture Shock. Uh, other companies didn't have that idea of the, the exclusives, uh, you know, but they came with some ideas. So they have some variations of the exclusive parts only directly to that. Oh, to this day, you see some companies like even toy companies like uh, NECA or NECA still does a lot. They, 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 don't, they sell a lot of figures exclusively through different, um, I would say, uh, retailers, whether it's Walmart, whether it's GameStop, whether it's Target. So they have all those exclusives. Uh, Diamond Select does the same thing with their figures. Sometimes it's even a CVS and pharmacies. They have exclusives. So you go through all of this and they throw all those pre-orders and people are jumping on it, whether it's action figures, whether it's die-cast models, whether it's whatever. So they want to have them. The problem that is very common, more than often, people are disappointed with the end product. They're always disappointed with the end product. Why? Because there's something that is missing, because it doesn't have the quality, because it, it doesn't have you know what it was promised. And you have to remember this. When something is sold, when you see something where there is a statue, an action figure, it's always you see the prototype of that action figure of that statue. You're never going to see the final product, the factory product. So you have to keep in mind that they, what you see sometimes in a Photoshop is never necessarily, it's not necessarily what you're going to get to see in your hands. So that's going to be a big disappointment in the first. It's going to be the big disappointment. So I used to be the type of person that pre-ordered just to get disappointed. I pre-ordered statues from SciShow to get this, and I was disappointed. I pre-ordered books, and uh, when they came, I was disappointed. I pre-ordered uh, video games with this. I paid the extra money for the collector's edition just to get a, you know, a tiny little thing, the plastic or toy thing that came with it, and no extra thing. And, you know, a year down the road, they get the game of the year edition with everything, all the downloadable, so because they, this edition didn't have any. So I'm paying a top $100, plus I'm paying for the, you know, in this case, for the, the season passes or for the DLC when it was known years ago and all that stuff just to get disappointed and I realized that it didn't have as much value. What I want to bring with this conversation today with this podcast today, I learned my lesson and I don't pre-order anymore. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your money. You do whatever you want to do with your money. If you think pre-ordering is the best way to do it, do it. I know some people say, if you know, in my opinion, you should save the money. Uh, save the money, put it aside, put it in a different account, create an account where you put the money aside, particularly for your own hobbies and collectibles. That's what I do. That's what I put my money. And when I want to buy something, I just go and buy it directly for the funds that I have saved. I know some people have a hard time saving and they t- it will tell me, hey, JP, I, it's hard for me to save. So I'd rather pay in a pre-order. I'd rather go through the payment plan. So that way I, I don't see the money at the same time. I'm not spending the money. And it's true. That's another way. You need to know how, your strengths and how you do it. I applaud anybody for doing that. I have done the same thing, payment plans and all that. But at the same time, I realized that if you are really cannot save money, then you realize that you're bad with money. You have to come to a conversation. If you cannot save money, then you have a problem. You have a problem with money and you need to learn to use that. You need to be uh, learn to save money and put the money aside. So that way you can buy something based on what you see. You know, that's what I do nowadays. I see a review. I check the reviews. And that's what I come to YouTube. That's what I go on a lot of sites. I go to Facebook groups. Not necessarily to have conversation with people because sometimes the conversations in a lot of Facebook groups are just meaningless. It's a lot of 
junk and trash, to be honest. But I go to watch those photographs and the opinion of others and, and to read the opinion of others uh, in regards to some of the new pre-order stuff, whether it's in video games. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of so many groups from all kind of things, whether it's collectibles, statues, action figures, you know, video games, retro games, um, you name it, that, you know, still books i'm a member of so many different groups but i don't go there just to have conversation and talk about anything in life uh, or you know to make new friends although i make friends everywhere you know it's good to have friends but uh, most importantly i go there just to really get the feedback that i need in order to say okay this is a good purchase i'm going to get this because hey it's good yeah you know you know the, the name of my channel is is jp saddle reviews that means that i have to review stuff and but you don't are not going to see me anymore doing as many reviews as i used to because i come to a realization that in order to review at the beginning of my channel i have to purchase things firsthand i have to pre-order things and when they come i review them and they're not good the problem is that i'm the one that is losing money because i'm paying for something that is not good in the end that i'm not happy with and then i have to you know i have to tell you how i feel about it and then i have to get rid of you're not gonna buy it because you're not ready you already see my opinion you already heard my opinion of it so definitely what's the point so i feel that you know someone has to take the bullet that's for sure and uh, but, you know, companies are going to use all everything in their hands to try to sell you a product. And sometimes they're going to use the seven tactics. And of course, one of them is they give you this nice pictures. There's Photoshop involved in it. They make it look so nice. And you go and buy the thing. Now, I'm not telling you that all pre-orders are bad. Sometimes some things need to be pre-ordered. And it depends on what you're dealing with. Like, for example, sometimes there are small artists. They're producing like custom pieces and for them it's a business and to the point that they, you know, it's a very small type of hobby thing. You have to buy only a few pieces. They're only 50 or maybe 40 or 20 pieces. Maybe you have to pay up front. That's different um, because there is a quality. It's an, it's an artisan, you know, uh, product, you know, someone has to make it, uh, you know, by hand. It's not mass produced. It's something so tiny, so small. And definitely in the end, the quality of that product is going to differ from the big production companies. And uh, sometimes you have to pre-order. Sometimes some toys, for example, Hasbro is doing the Haslab thing where like they have this big thing that you have to pre-order. You got to go, which I don't sometimes I don't understand why Hasbro needs so much help. A financial help, which is uh, such a huge company in order to produce something like that. But it is what it is. In order to get the Unicron, for example, uh, you have to kind of pre-order the Unicron, and it's only a, you know a few numbers made. So definitely, it's a one of a, a once in a lifetime type of thing. But uh, the cases are so rare, you know, things like that, for example, are rare. Beyond that, if you're trying to go over to a sideshow, yeah, you know, a lot of stuff sits there. Yeah, you can get some exclusives from time to time. But beyond that, it's just a lot of the stuff is so mass produced and it's not going to be the first Emma Frost statue. It's not going to be the first Wolverine statue ever created or the last one. They're going to produce more and more and more because that's the nature of the business. And the same happened with figures. Yeah, you don't get a figure. They're still going to produce a different variant. Like, for example, people were rushing and they're trying to order the from NECA figures, the, the Tennis Witch and Ninja Turtles from, they come from San Diego Comic Con, the special ones, and then all of a sudden they sell them in a different outlet, in a different packaging. You get the same product, just the packaging is different. It makes no difference uh, if you get the same thing. So why are you running and rushing trying to order from somebody online, some really dark corner of the web trying to get something and pay double or triple what the person really paid for? 
uh, just to get that, ultimately it's going to be sold somewhere else in a different variation, but it's still going to be the same product, the same molding, the same everything. Perhaps it doesn't have some little things here and there, but it has some newer things. But sometimes they come with a plus sign. For example, I'm going to use this example before I close. Like Matic Collector, when you used to Matic Collector, used to sell the human masses of the universe. They were selling all these figures with all of that, and I, I, collect, I still collect them, some of them. I still have a bunch of them. It's still in packaging because I love those masters of the universe figures. And all of a sudden, uh, now, you know, with Super 7, they produce in the deluxe editions where they have with the extra hits and the extra all of that because they took, of course, the license. But uh, now they're producing all this of the same mold, the same everything. So ultimately, you know, you were running. And I was paying. I paid top dollar for some of those figures on, uh, on the, you know, they, they were completely sold out from the, the website in Matic Collector. I didn't pre-order, so I wouldn't have to go to eBay and all that. All of a sudden, another company selling cheaper uh, and selling with more items that the ones I pay for. So uh, ultimately, I think it's better sometimes just to sit and wait, save your money, pre-order the things. You know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. It's your money. You work hard for it. But sometimes it's better just to be stress-free. And I'd rather wait until I see people's opinions of things. Then I say, yeah, I'm going to value it. And nowadays, exclusives are becoming so rare because, you know, they mass, they mass produce everything. So I'd rather wait. I feel bad for the people that ordered this book from, um, in this case, for Batman. I, I wanted to purchase it, too. I said, I want to I I actually review it. But now thinking about it, it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to pay money for a book that doesn't have the quantity that I want. So I dodge a bullet. And I feel bad for those that didn't. So unless DC steps in and says, I'm sorry for that. We're taking those back and we're sending you a new uh, a new batch. It's going to be uh, now you know, fix all the problems. Then, you know, I'll take it beyond that. Besides that. I'm not going to do it. I just feel that I'm not going to waste my money in a book that doesn't have the quality as other books that DC has produced that are better quality and uh, something that Marvel does on every single omnibus. You know, I never had that problem with uh, Marvel. Why DC has to have this problem all the time? I think the best way to teach companies to do the right thing is by holding your money and not buying their stuff. Bottom line. If you want to teach that lesson, that's something that I learned even in the statue collecting collecting world. If you want companies to produce a good quality product, don't buy the product if they're producing really bad products. They will learn that lesson and they will change. And that's just a culture that needs to change. But that's just my opinion. What is yours? I would like to hear it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I do appreciate your time. Please share the podcast. You know, you can come to uh, Facebook uh, and, you know, let me know how you feel about things. Or you can go to Twitter. Uh, the links are down below. Uh, and thank you again, my friends. Thank you for your support and God bless. Have a great week.